Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization and recovery center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy for both males and females. If you are suffering from mood swings, fatigue, low libido, or weight gain, then your hormone levels might be low. We offer in-house lab panels as well as testosterone, progesterone, estradiol, and peptide therapies. We are currently accepting new patients. Know your levels because normal is not optimal. For more information, check us out at OptimizeYouChattanooga.com. Welcome to Optimized Health. This is a podcast about empowering you to live a life of optimal health. Here are your hosts, Josh Porter, owner of Optimize You Chattanooga, and Mandy Livingston, general manager of Optimize You Chattanooga. Welcome back to Optimized Health. We are uh, excited to get rolling for uh, 2024. Is this is this number two? episode it, the second episode of 2024, 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you don't have to be specific sorry I'm just um, saying. yeah we're off to a good start yeah I mean, that's, you know what can i say um listen this is a unique room you said listen like commanding for, no i am like and and just i'm in awe of the presence of the room right here i am <laughs> this lonely isolated guy uh-huh. you're lucky amidst, what you are the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, honor of the three of you. So we uh, we've got a great episode uh, that we are excited about. And what's unique about this episode is it's not you and I really leading the charge. We've I actually know. Got, we've got our co-host host. Co-co-host. Co-ho- a co-co-host. Yeah, whatever we want to call it. <laughs> you her. know, like our hot co-co-host. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, yeah, yeah. See there we go. There? The hot mm-hmm. co-co-host. Hot co-co-host. Um, the one and only Laura Chastain, who's part of our Hello. organization. That's up. She's the one that keeps us from going off the rails. You she know does. that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not me or you. And her guest of honor today, who's going to be talking about fertility and things of that nature, they've got some common, not just are they experts in this area, fertility and gynecological issues and things like that, but they both use highlighters in their <laughs> journals. So just, I was picking up on this as a minute ago of like, all right, there's some, there's some common, commonality amongst these two that, uh, yeah. yeah. She doesn't use like the little cheapy dollar store. No. Laura is you what can't. I'm talking about because Neither I'm not, not seeing the, the pins that you, you know, represent. I will hook you up. Just you wait. <laughs> but I was, I mean, we had our strategy meeting yeah. and I sat down and she whips these bad boys out. She goes, it's time for the highlights. And, right. they kept, and I was like, pardon yeah. me. Yeah. I think even Josh took one. I did. did. So you had great. I, I got Don't let him fool you. I, I did. <laughs> But but no, Laura's uh, part of our, our organization, yeah. part of Optimize Health, as well as Optimize You, and uh, she's got her own story of her own background uh, in women's health, but we thought it was a great spot to, she's been on this podcast already, but just mm-hmm. to come in really to kind of engage uh, Catherine to help us navigate this issue of fertility, which is something we see a lot, right, Laura? Absolutely. We patients see, come in all mm-hmm, the time. All the so, time, asking just to look at hormone levels, mm-hmm. talk to us about they're trying to conceive and need some guidance around that. Yeah. So we're super excited to have Catherine on today to help us help our patients better. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Love, and I am in. a girl, so there I always go. like things that I can relate to. <laughs> She's selfish like that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so who do we have today? So today we have Catherine Needham. Catherine is a friend and colleague of mine. I'm super excited to have her on today. She is a PharmD. I'm going to let her tell all about herself here in a minute. But she has her own um, online 
remote practice, I mm-hmm. guess I could call it. I'll let her yeah. give more details on that. And it is called Cycle Balance. It is all about knowing your cycle, knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, see, I did read up a little bit <laughs> and got prepared. You got a tagline. Yeah, that's my brand tagline. Very good. Yeah. a girl. See? Yeah. I did my homework. Green uh, Sharpie for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm going to turn it over to Catherine. Let her tell us a little bit about her background, how she came into this role, her passion, and then we'll get into the topic at hand. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I grew up in Chattanooga and went to both undergrad and pharmacy school in Birmingham at Samford University. And after graduating, um, I moved back here to take a job at a compounding pharmacy, which is so heavily involved in functional medicine because every single person who's coming in is getting a unique prescription to suit a really personalized need. And so that was kind of my gateway into functional Mm -hmm. medicine. And I was there, I was fortunate enough to be there for nine years where I learned a great deal and got really invested in functional medicine side of things and women's health, lots of BHRT as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. um, and compounding. And from the get go really with my education, I was interested in women's health. And I was always a little bit sad when the lecture would just end on like, and that's cycle health or like that's, (laughs) and then you put them on birth control. Like I was always kind of sad when the women's health topics were Um, over in undergrad in pharmacy school and so I was interested in fertility already and then when you fast forward to I'm in functional medicine working in a pharmacy and my husband are like we're stable we shouldn't (laughs) we should have a baby (laughs) like we've got the dog we've got got a couple dogs and we've got a nice house like Mm -hmm. let's let's have a baby so um that did not come easily Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to know my body enough and to have the awareness to ask for certain things. And I worked with my physician who was very um, astute at observing things. So I, I got help pretty quickly, but I was eventually diagnosed as unexplained infertility. And like it, the only way that we saw forward was like an IVF, IUI, something more invasive that at the time I was 25 or 26, I wasn't really ready for. Um, so I cut back my long distance running. I got my thyroid optimized um, and did acupuncture, actually, speaking of acupuncture. And we did end up on our own having four children. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, not yeah. one, not two, yeah. but four. Yeah, figured but that problem four. out real yeah. quick. Uh-huh. Sure did. Uh-huh. Sure did. I'm, a, I'm my own target audience, I guess. <laughs> um, but in 2014, there wasn't at least not in our area or not in my sphere of awareness, like a preconception, like I want to get pregnant on my own because I have a healthy body. I have no doubt that this, with the skill that's available with providers in our area, I mean, it's unmatched. Like you, mm-hmm. you can get pregnant with mm-hmm. a, like assisted reproductive technologies from experts. And I can appreciate that and I value that, but I wanted a little bit something different for myself especially being like in my 20s and at that time the studies for like lean PCOS and these things that have come more to the forefront now as topics and um, ways to manage cycle health were they didn't really exist Mm -hmm. and so I am now fortunate enough to be building what I would have wanted through consultations through cycle charting through supplement options what I would have wanted back in like 2015. Sure. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. It's incredible. And so how did you go from working in a pharmacy, mm-hmm. having four children, to where <laughs> you are now in your business? And tell us a little bit about the focus of your clientele, what you 
tend to focus on, what you tend to see most of? Okay. Um, I saw my own patients, my own clients at the pharmacy one-on-one. It was more perimenopause to postmenopause and um, male patients as well, but I got the experience of handling patient care and being in kind of a triad with provider and acting as a liaison. So when I left that position to spend more time with my kiddos and I realized how much I missed it, Mm. especially with regards to what I thought I could bring to fertility, I was like, this is my chance. Absolutely. This is my, this is my chance to make it happen. So, um, using some cycle charting methods that I was familiar with for myself, um, I tried to standardize the process Mm -hmm. and standardize the charting, but also strip it away a lot of noise Mm -hmm. from cycle charting Mm -hmm. and, um, went through about eight, probably six or eight months of just like really woodshedding all that and deciding how I wanted everything to look and then launched in August where I was specifically focused on cycle health and fertility patients. Wow. And you know, one of the things that we often see in our clinic are those um, young women that come in, Mm -hmm. their periods may be irregular. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been told that they have PCOS. That seems to be a large percentage of our young population. And I think that's probably an overlap that both of us Mm -hmm. see a lot of and just looking for solutions, ways that we can direct them and their lifestyle and their choices. So mm-hmm. can you just touch on, um, first of all, what is PCOS and a little bit about that? And then let's get into some advice or some recommendations that we can give to kind of manage that. Sure. And then we'll move beyond that into fertility. Sure. So polycystic ovarian syndrome is PCOS. It is a syndrome, meaning it's a very wide range of both causes and um, presentations, meaning how you come to the office and kind of what you look Mm -hmm. like, clinically speaking. And so with that, there's not a one size fits all necessarily. However, with the most classic form of PCOS, we see um, increased blood sugar from insulin resistance, meaning the blood sugar you doesn't get into the cell as readily as it should, mm-hmm. the insulin doesn't work like as a key in the lock quite as well. And that insulin directly stimulates more testosterone production in the ovary. So what will end up is like when they come in, they might have hirsutism, which like coarsening of the hair here on the face or maybe even thinning of the hair here, acne perhaps, acne on the back or on the face, um, and then trouble with regular menstruation. They might have either very few periods per year or they'll go months without one. And so they present in this way and that's kind of the classic PCOS. Mm -hmm. And for those kind of classic PCOSers, we can of course cycle chart so that we can make sure that when they do ovulate, they can get pregnant if they want to, if that's the goal. But certainly blood sugar management and inflammation that surrounds not just the body, but in the ovary itself mm-hmm. can play a big role because essentially they're making tons of testosterone at the level of the ovary that's not getting converted into estrogen. Mm-hmm. And so they end up with buildup of different hormones, but principally that testosterone. So we can manage the symptoms of the high testosterone, but to get at the real root of everything, we got to look at that insulin resistance. So we're talking like myo and decaroinositol in certain ratios. We're certainly going to think about berberine, chromium. I love omegas just kind of generally speaking anyways, but you have a lot of oxidative stress around a polycystic type ovary. And so anything that can address that in acetylcysteine, fish oil, those are going to be great options. Have you ever used glutathione? 
Are you familiar, like as far as supplementation? I usually do N-acetylcysteine okay. as the precursor to that just because of its oral bioavailability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are liposomal and mm-hmm. topical and oral options of glutathione. Mm-hmm. I like N-acetylcysteine because it's cheap and it's one pill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, I thought yes. the same thing poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And with women who have PCOS, because of these variations and fluctuations, we can tend to see a high amount of estrogen relative to their progesterone. And N-acetylcysteine is one of one of several ways it's a great way to help our bodies break down the estrogen that our bodies are holding on to so i like it kind of as a you, double doozy are you taking that are they taking that supplement every day or is and it acetylcysteine would be yeah mm-hmm. so it's not cyclical based nope. off their, okay. the only one that i would recommend cyclically specifically is progesterone mm-hmm. because it can actually stop ovulation if right. you started mm-hmm. it before but other right. than that it's it's a daily you know regimen of certain things so that's interesting um when you refer to their ratio of estrogen to progesterone because a lot of women come in and they've been told i have estrogen dominance Mm -hmm. or i'm estrogen dominant so Mm -hmm. can you explain a little bit about what that means and why it's referred to that way and then maybe where does the progesterone fall in that is it low progesterone is it too much estrogen Yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> so both estrogen and progesterone with estrogen dominance can look stone cold normal. Um, what we'll do is just mathematically divide out the estrogen to the progesterone. And we would like to see a ratio there of about 20. Um, oftentimes women have a lot higher ratio than that, even if both look stone cold normal within the range um, that's presented by the lab company. So oftentimes it's, it can be that we're not clearing estrogen. Our bodies are really good at recycling and interhepatic recycling of estrogen, meaning it just goes round and round from the bloodstream through hepatic portal veins to just be recirculated. Um, some genetically you know, are more predisposed to that than others. But then also, if you're not ovulating at regular intervals, your body is not producing progesterone then at regular intervals where on a perfect say 28 day cycle you have progesterone predominating about 50 percent of the time whereas if you're more estrogen dominant you have a more irregular cycle a longer cycle the only part of your cycle that's changing with that is that first half that doesn't have progesterone so over time you have more and more estrogen that's hanging out because your ovulation is later and later progesterone staying the same um and so what we'll do is add progesterone in that luteal phase meaning the part between ovulation and the next period to get that ratio back um, in a range that we'd like it or and or (laughs) help the body get rid of Mm -hmm. estrogen either by supporting metabolism estrogen itself supporting like alcohol for example competes with um, estrogen metabolism so things like that that we can Mm -hmm. both help squash that and bring up the progesterone. Awesome. That is, that's a good segue into my next question is when you have a patient that comes to you, let's say they're a young female, they've been told they have PCOS, they're trying to um, navigate, well, what do I do next Mm -hmm. kind of thing. When we think about lifestyle, what particular lifestyle interventions would we want to start with first, let's say? Sure. Weight loss has been shown to be very effective in a more classic PCOS picture where you have that predominant insulin resistance. Um, Like if you see the classic PCOS picture where you might have more hirsutism or more um, 
weight around the center, that person is really going to benefit from insulin sensitizing and lifestyle exercise. Just even just a little bit can restore is enough to restore fertility. We're not talking like 500 pounds off. Mm -hmm, We're talking just like small percentage points can make a big difference in someone's fertility um, with a classic PCOS. Now with lean PCOSers, I think it gets a little trickier because Mm -hmm. very quickly you could throw them almost into like a PCOS superimposed with like a lean athlete Mm -hmm. triad. Mm -hmm. So that one is a little um, more sensitive, I think, to navigate. Um, But with classic PCOS, surely really exercise can make a big difference. Okay, so exercise and then like low intensity cardio kind of exercise. So weight training, would that be Mm -hmm. considered as well? Mm -hmm. Like trying to build some muscle mass? Yep. Um, what about sleep? How does sleep play a role? Love sleep. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah. yeah. Sleep. Especially with a newborn, right? <laughs> yeah, that's hard to come by, but yeah. I'll get there. Um, sleep is very anti-inflammatory to the brain specifically. And because we have this inflammation type picture that we don't even really have the vocabulary for necessarily mm-hmm. with PCOS, sleep is going to be key. The other thing that sleep contributes to is a cortisol curve. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want, if you're all already dealing with infertility, is a cortisol curve that is high stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So keeping a regular sleep schedule um, can really make a big difference in both your ability to manage stress, how much cortisol you produce, and that circadian rhythm to maintain a lower level of inflammation overall. Okay, great. So we have exercise, sleep. Love sleep. Yeah. So <laughs> then when we think about supplementation, what would we start with? I know you mentioned the omega-3s, the mm-hmm. myo-inositol. Mm-hmm. Tell me specifically, which one would we start with? And then how would that impact regulating those cycles? I start with inositol mm-hmm. combinations. There are several on the market um, with varying ratios between the two forms of inositol. And studies have been done across the board with ratios. So if it comes down to it and you don't know, just one's better than none. Right. Um, so inositol is going to be great to help get those glucose transporters up to the surface of the cell, get the glucose out of the blood into the cells, which is where we want it. Um, so that's where I start. Um, it's usually a twice daily supplement. I would ideally give that several months before I'd really even change much. Okay. Um, and then I typically would gravitate towards like a chromium mm-hmm. before maybe berberine, but that's probably just preference. I, I mm-hmm. think they're both, they both have a lot of good data. Um, I would love everybody to just be on Omega like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but if I have to pick, that's kind of my order to do it. Okay, that's what, good. What about yeah. nutritionally? Do you have a protocol or something that you tend to you know, focus on with women who you suspect are insulin resistant? Mm-hmm. We're going to do a higher fiber diet as well. Just kind of set like a 25-ish, 26-gram <laughs> goal per day of fiber because that's one way that your body can clear mm-hmm. additional estrogen that's mm-hmm. hanging out. And if you have that much fiber, you're probably not doing a whole lot of like processed carbohydrates mm-hmm. that are causing mm-hmm. blood sugar spikes. So it's a very like modified Mediterranean high yeah. fiber, lean, leaner, greener. Like if it came from the earth or has a mom. If it came good. from the earth or has a mom. Hmm. I love that. <laughs> it's I simple. Check, check. Yeah. I, that was going to be my next question was, okay. My, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, what does that look like? And am I running straight to the store and getting like the fiber powder mix stuff and just drinking it? Or how do I, like for me, mm-hmm. I would rather eat 
whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. rather than do a supplement if mm-hmm. it's possible if mm-hmm. not i mean call it what it is but <laughs> if it is what does that look like so you answered that with if it has a mom <laughs> <laughs> i love that because it means it's probably a, like a lean cut of meat and then love it broccoli and cauliflower cruciferous vegetables are going to be great high fiber but then also again helping to clear estrogens they provide certain substrates to clear estrogens awesome awesome so that kind of i think touches on lifestyle is there anything that you'd want to add on lifestyle i think that i, yeah. I mean i could go on good. for anybody else don't uh, don't tempt me and talk for three hours because i will do it yeah. <laughs> um so once we've kind of done all those things you know because everybody you know people come in they want to plan they want to know do. what do i need to do first second mm-hmm. third and specific and specific yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i love that because you know without a plan then we just kind of wander around in this world of yep. irregular periods weight gain and we yeah. never make much progress toward that goal mm-hmm. which in your case for your patients i think is a lot of the fertility mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as we move into that when you have someone who's come in they have diagnosed pcos you've started them on supplements they've made some lifestyle changes mm-hmm. how do we then move into working on fertility and cycle charting and what exactly do, what exactly is cycle charting <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> so with a, a, like a we'll call it like a classic PCOS or even somebody who's just comes in and says I have PCOS no matter how typical the presentation is regardless of supplements we're going to start cycle charting like immediately because to me even if you ovulate irregularly meaning not on regular intervals you can get pregnant with an egg no matter when like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't right, right. so I have like a cycle I was weaning and I have a cycle day 42 baby like it can happen <laughs> so to me, identifying the fertile window and teaching them how to do that really effectively is top top of mind because that way, no matter how irregular a cycle may or may not be for them, they could get pregnant based right. on identifying that fertile window. And we, I mean, I call it like woodshedding the fertile window. Mm-hmm. Like we go, I mean, like by the day, we are looking at how fertile are you basically from today to yesterday so initially i meet with them every two weeks because we are trying to hit those hormonal fluctuations that typically are about every two weeks in a female cycle so we are really trying to hone in that fertile window and basically by grading it their fertility a certain way they can identify what the peak day and then based on that peak day will look back retrospectively to count like their luteal phase Mm -hmm. length to make sure that that's also appropriate and the cycle charting template i've made for them instead of like having to scroll from month to month like side to side it's on top of each other so we can see patterns really easily but essentially they're observing signs of fertility each and every day at the end of the day the most fertile sign gets charted and i focus strictly on cervical fluid because that is the only metric that can both confirm uh, predict and confirm fertility and ovulation and it's not affected to really any degree by anything else Um, basal body temperature can be affected and thrown even if you have a great circadian rhythm it can mm-hmm. be thrown by a, a bunch of different factors fever poor sleep alcohol mm-hmm. the night before mm-hmm. and it only confirms ovulation so if you wait to start having time dinner course and once you see a higher temperature you've probably missed your fertile window mm-hmm. and then as far as ovulation predictor kits those lh surge tracking devices and the little sticks mm-hmm. <laughs> of what, there are so many options now with mm-hmm. those but they are geared towards 
predicting ovulation, they don't confirm it. So just because you have an LH surge on a test like that does not mean that you actually ovulate, which can be really frustrating to mm -hmm. hear um, and tr frustra frustrating to track for several months and then realize you never ovulated. Mm. So I avoid all those things <laughs> by focusing just on identifying a fertile window and of course, long-term addressing the insulin resistance right. so that as we go on, we likely will have more and more regular mm -hmm. length cycles. But while we're, I mean, while we're regulating, might as well give it a go with fertility and identify your fertile window <laughs> as we go. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you have a patient that comes to you and you're doing cycle charting, how long do you give that process before you say, okay, we need to look further for some other causes? It can vary because it can I try to make it so personalized mm -hmm. that um, it happen, hopefully happens pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I've been so far so good. Yeah. I, it's just usually a couple months, wow. even if they've been trying wow. before. But I do have oftentimes the benefit of them already being told they have PCOS. So right. that mm -hmm. it is. So you don't have to go find that. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> it mm -hmm. is. It is oftentimes beneficial to be like the second or the second provider they've seen. Yeah. Um, that being said, when we are woodshedding their fertile window every mm -hmm. two weeks and I'm counting out, I'm like, OK, if you're out of town this day and this day, your fertile, fertile window will likely be here, here and here. Time your activities appropriately. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so one of the things that I do with each and every client is they get a table of a recap of our discussion. And so I'll go through and be like, your fertile window will likely start here and move to about here based on everything we've talked about. So here are the days I recommend. And of course, if you have signs of fertility that shift that window, go with that. But this is roughly what I would recommend. And usually that targeted approach works real well. <laughs> we hit the nail on the head, shall we say. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And it, you, you said within a couple months, mm -hmm. right? On average. Wow, that's, that's really That impressive. is yeah, impressive. I, I, I think some of it is luck, you know. Sure. Um, I've been very fortunate mm -hmm. and... Um, very, I have very astute clients, mm -hmm. oftentimes who are well versed in this, but oftentimes it is women who've been trying for quite a few months, mm -hmm. not haphazardly necessarily, but with what they knew. With exactly, mm -hmm. they did the best with the information mm -hmm. they had for say those yeah. five or six months, and then once we hone in on that yeah. fertile window, it's it's usually you, a few cycles. You know, they've got the apps that tells you, mm -hmm. you know, when your period predictor is, mm -hmm. you know, all about when your ovulation predictor is, all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Back 20 years ago when I was tracking ovulation, it was pee on the stick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it go, yeah. go, go, go. Like literally mm -hmm. says, go get in there and do your thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yo, yo, yeah. <laughs> like, get home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say so many things right now. I'm, I'm holding my, say. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay but in your that's lane. basically, <laughs> <laughs> See, she oh does gosh. keep it. She does, but that's basically all I had, mm -hmm. you know, at the time was like, yep. you know, OK, I want to get pregnant. Well, fantastic. What do I do now? You and know, so other 10 than years the ago, there were the um, the brand was clear blue where it would measure mm -hmm. certain estrogen breakdown yeah. products to hone it in a little closer. But now there are apps like Inito and things that mm. really hone in on it. Mm -hmm. And those are great. I have looked at those apps and they are fascinating with all the data points. Mm hmm. It can be a little bit of analysis paralysis because you're like, well, right. my this is as this and this. It's there's just so many, mm -hmm. and I'm like, we will focus on the one metric. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And then if your LH surge on sticks, if you choose to do that, or basal body temp, if you choose to add that on, mm -hmm. confirms that that's cool mm -hmm. and gives you that confidence. But this is, I mean, just this side of like a vaginal ultrasound looking for a dominant follicle and a corpus luteum. 
cervical fluid is it we don't and it's not i don't do like internal checks there's no cervical like cervix checking none of that from the emotional standpoint of it i know right i know where Mm. they come in and they're like i've had it Mm -hmm. like i'm broken yes i've had it like i'm so stressed out my cortisol is through the roof my husband's like if you come at me one more time Mm -hmm. like this you know just all these things are happening that has got to play a factor Mm -hmm. into all of that what does that look like how do you calm them down Mm. uh i wish i could say that i did it like perfectly yeah (laughs) and i wish i could say that even for myself i had like a great positive outlook that was still amazing um but i didn't and i try to navigate that with them with what they're principally worried about with it Mm -hmm. and the fact that i've all my clients really the the ones i'm carrying right now they will get pregnant i, mm-hmm. I mean they are healthy enough to sustain a pregnancy and, and ovulate so mm-hmm. i reassure them with that mm-hmm. and i let them know that that's not hollow i'm not just saying that to make them feel better yeah. I, I really mm-hmm. do based on what your clinical picture think you will get pregnant mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of which month mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that month determines your kid mm-hmm. and because each egg would be a different mm-hmm. baby and until I mean, that may not weigh as heavy with them until they conceive and they see like this is this perfect baby it would be a different Mm -hmm. human if i had had it a different month um so i i let that percolate (laughs) and hope that that helps and then i try to think what would have been helpful for me Mm -hmm. when i was going through infertility what i found so helpful is that i am still like a i'm still a worthy human Mm -hmm. i'm still a valuable professional i'm a valuable person to my husband to society even if i never actually bear my own children Mm -hmm. there are lots of ways to be maternal and i can pour into others in any number of ways Mm -hmm. i precepted student like uh, Mm -hmm. fourth year pharmacy students i was involved in my church like anywhere i could pour into with those maternal instincts Mm -hmm. is still valuable and irreplaceable for a lot of people who are on the receiving end of that it does not mean that because you didn't bear your own or like give birth Mm -hmm. that you are not a valuable person and that helped me a lot yeah (laughs) yeah i also tell them during their luteal phase where it's we call it the two-week wait oftentimes where they're between ovulation they've done what they can do to hopefully conceive i really ask them if they're okay with not doing an early pregnancy detection Mm -hmm. test just you can i mean there is no difference there's no harm to that baby if you wait until peak plus 16 or 17 mm-hmm. to find out you're pregnant. If that's an easier mental way for you to get through that luteal phase to find out if you're pregnant, then do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going to help you have peace with it the most. And I also tell them to schedule in a lot of time to make them to have them do things that make them feel like themselves. Mm-hmm. So like doodling with highlighters, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, like whatever I makes you feel like you, <laughs> yeah. do that so that you can focus on what makes me feel good, what makes me feel grounded and whole and not just waiting and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. to be able to take That's that really test. Good. Yeah. That's, That's great. great. That is great advice. So when you, uh, you mentioned in your own personal story, mm-hmm. also the role of thyroid. Yes. So, you know, is that something that you also will evaluate yes. or, you know, <laughs> drill into to be mm-hmm. sure that that and can you just speak to how that may interfere or interplay with fertility? For, absolutely. Thyroid is if you think of your hormones in your body as an orchestra, thyroid is going to be the conductor. And 
if you have a low functioning thyroid, it can really um, muddy the waters and look very similar to a PCOS. You can certainly have an ovulation, meaning no ovulation, with a thyroid that is not functioning properly. Typically speaking, that's going to be a low functioning thyroid. Not always, but typically. And I also am, I'll have that checked and like pretty mm-hmm. much right off the bat. Sure. Um, and we'll look for antibodies as well, which isn't mm-hmm. always done mm-hmm. initially. But I'm like, hey, you're with me. Let's do it. Let's. <laughs> and so I'll line all these up and I'll coordinate it with their provider on cycle day three. And so I help them like woodshed when that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I send a communication to their provider and say, hey, I don't necessarily suspect PCOS or Hashimoto's. But while we're there mm-hmm. drawing blood, right. these are the cycle day three labs I recommend with all these you know gonadotropins and things. But while we're here, mm-hmm. can we also do TSH, free T4, total T3, and then the various like TPO antibodies, several types of antibodies, an AMH, free free um, or fasting glucose, fasting insulin, all these things that don't necessarily have to be on cycle day three, but we look at all of that, because, and prolactin, I should say, as well, because until we know that every one of those mm-hmm. is absolutely within bounds, mm-hmm. we don't know that you do or don't have PCOS. Mm-hmm. Right. It, right, right, PCOS right. is a diagnosis of exclusion. We, we mm-hmm. have looked at every other option. Um, you know, we've ruled out high DHEA sulfate. Like, we've ruled out everything. Then we can maybe say PCOS. Um, but until we know that your thyroid is optimized, mm-hmm. we can't really see what else might need to be attacked. Mm-hmm. And so if they do have Hashimoto's or antibodies present otherwise for even hyperthyroid, cer- certainly an, an like a low inflammation type diet where we mm-hmm. take them off gluten and dairy. So sorry. I know. No uh-huh, bread and cheese. You might get anarchy. <laughs> like legit. You, like you people, might, but you also might get people pregnant. Right? Sure. I'd be like, look, here's the deal. You're going to have to choose cottage cheese choose or your, your baby. Yeah. <laughs> Probably well, shouldn't yeah. say cottage cheese. Yeah. I'd go with milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. Pizza. Cheese. Yeah. Um, but to bring down that inflammatory load so that the antibodies almost act as just a marker of overall inflammation. I think of inflammation at and as, as basically like a bucket being filled up all the time, mm-hmm. like gluten might, inflammation might be taking up a part, the autoimmunity part mm-hmm. of thyroiditis might be a part, and if you keep adding things that are just a little bit inflammatory on top of each other, eventually your bucket's gonna overflow and you're gonna have some sort of abnormality. So wherever we can chip away at the, the fullness of the bucket mm-hmm. to keep it kind of bailed out, that's what it's we'll helpful. do. It's helpful, yeah. So I know that that your focus is women and mm-hmm. you know women's health. But what role would you advise that their partner plays in this? Oh, yes. good that's a good question. question. I'm, I'm, look, I'm getting comfortable. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So um, this is my part. <laughs> Talk to Josh. About thirty percent of couples that face infertility. About thirty percent. It's because of a male component, about 30% is the female, and then there can be some component of each of them Mm -hmm. um, in the remaining parts. So antioxidants for men are key. Zinc is king. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best um, for sperm like uh, morphology. Mm -hmm. And um, so that can be really helpful. And I mean, there are several antioxidants that that can be really great because essentially the ovary and the the testicle are the same organ Mm -hmm. that just differentiates in utero a little bit differently. So anything that's good for the ovary, it's good for the testes, it's good for the sperm. So antioxidants. Okay. And if, say, we cycle chart for 
you know, three months and it looks like a perfect cycle chart. Mm-hmm. After about three months, I'm probably going to say, can we get your husband assessed as mm-hmm. far as a sperm count? Mm-hmm. Because in the sperm count, not only would they count, but they also do the morphology to make sure that it's a healthy sperm picture um, so that when the odds are at their very best <laughs> for a perfect egg and a perfect sperm. Mm. That's do really you uh, do you have any online sperm analysis that you recommend? Because some, some guys... I've had, uh, you know, just patients where they're a little uncomfortable with the idea of like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I know what that involves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know how I got to yeah. get it out of me. <clears throat> so we use it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, you know, some people are uncomfortable mm-hmm. with like guys in particular yeah. are uncomfortable mm-hmm. saying I may have a problem. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. So we use uh, Yo Sperm Test. Oh, uh, okay. So I'll it's like out. 80 bucks for mm-hmm. two That's tests and it's an at-home test. And it, obviously it's not as detailed, but it gives people a little bit more like, huh. Maybe if that came back abnormal, abnormal then it's probably worth me taking that next step. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we've Sounds used that. resource. kind of yeah. curious if you were familiar with any other ones. I'm not. There's a urologist that I... Am I allowed to like say names and stuff? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, if you want. Okay. <laughs> Depends um, on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. Sean, edit that out. <laughs> um, I've worked with Dr. Shridharani. Yeah, he's great. And he's as a, a urologist, it's like a men's on. health yeah. um, expert, and I trust his expertise. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a lot, a lot of the fertility clinics are around, um, and like Shudarani when, when they're testing like after a vasectomy to make sure that you're mm-hmm. in the clear. They, they all, you know, go to a similar person for analysis. But Shudarani is a great yeah. local resource if you mm-hmm. do want to provide her face to face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great reputation. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's Josh approved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so I mean, I'm sure there are lots there, of, a lot of great ones. I just so happened to have been, my pharmacy was close at proximity to him, and so I worked with him. Sure, yeah. sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But um, it just so happened that he was a good one, so that's yes, absolutely bonus round. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's great. Everyone needs to have those good local contacts that yeah. they can call on, and so that's very helpful. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Oh, boy. So <laughs> outside of your personal story, which mm-hmm. was very successful, um, Give us your favorite success story. Oh, I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorite. Because I one that you said, "Wow, this is not going to work." Yeah, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we yeah. have pulled or all the. Give, give us yeah. an example of you know, from start to finish. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> they're and they're all like so unique and special in their own ways, and I see that in hindsight. Um, but I I had a client who started with me probably in November, early November. And she had been trying off birth control for for a while and Mm -hmm. then actively trying for Mm -hmm. close to six months. Mm -hmm. And again, like you were saying with the apps and the predictors, but none of them were specific enough for her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. dialing in like, I don't remember specifically, but let's say she had a 30 day menstrual cycle mm-hmm. instead of 28 and she mm-hmm. ovulated maybe more like day 16. Those kinds of things, yeah. really honing it down to her. Um, so <laughs> she, I, call, I we do our little video chat, you know, for her cycle chart check in. Her little husband's there. Oftentimes the, the husband or partner's there and he's sitting there and I was like, okay, I see your chart's not filled out, you know. Um, do I need to make you some more boxes? Like, basically, uh-huh. do I need to uh-huh. extend your chart? Because yeah. it hasn't been filled in in a couple of weeks. So it's just like my nice way of being like, cycle chart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Put your stuff in. Yeah. Help me help you. Uh, yeah. And she was like, actually, you don't. 
need to do that. Oh. And she was she was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. 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 And it's it, like a gender reveal. Yeah. Are you bored? I, <laughs> I, I, I do have like a cycle balance babies yeah. thing going. Yeah. yeah. That is that cool. Is. And then oh, yeah. one of my very first cycle balance babies who wasn't my own child was born in November, I think. Oh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Have you ever yeah. had anybody pop up and have twins or triplets or something nope. like that? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> See. That's yeah, not yet. coming. Yeah. It's Where they're like, oh, I was so good. I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> so are, I guess a lot of your clients are online. Like, how do people mm-hmm. work with you? You know, mm-hmm. Yes, it's all virtual. And um, so they find me, email me, DM me, and um, we set it all virtually. Yeah. yeah. So they don't necessarily yeah. have to be local. Nope. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and then, it's very rewarding, isn't it? It's the best. Yeah. It is the best. Every yeah. time I hang up the call... I feel like this is the best thing I could possibly be doing with my my That's time. Cool. Uh-huh. And then when they are, of course, when they tell me they're pregnant, Absolutely. I'm just like, Whoa. oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> just boohooing. Uh-huh. My husband like hears me cheer from downstairs. Like, <laughs> we got another baby. another one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just boohooing like it's. We my need to baby. get like some confetti, you know, when they tell That'd her, be like, she, you know, pops the confetti and it. Somebody's yeah. got clean that up though. Yeah. Her husband. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got the he? vacuum. Yeah, digital confetti. That's right. That's right. Like in an iPhone. Message. Yeah. yeah. So when they find you online, mm-hmm. what do they look for? Cycle balance. Yes, cycle balance doc is okay. my handle on Instagram. Um Katherineedham.com is my website. Um they can message me or you know, contact me through the website to do an appointment or DM me. I get mm-hmm. a, I'm a one man show, so mm-hmm. they just DM me and I get them all set up. I have several intake forms um that I have them do just to make sure that I have everything I need. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I do well is getting all that information reviewed before I talk to them <laughs> so mm. that the that first hour long appointment is them yeah. it's them I don't need to unless I need to clarify something it is not rehashing your medical history right it is let's hit the ground running let's talk about your that. cycle chart let's do that mm-hmm. and then as we go the cycle charting template I use is web-based so that I can I always picture you know like Home Improvement with Tim Allen yeah the oh, oh. Mr. Wilson yeah. yeah that's me <laughs> I come like every few days I, I check all my clients charts to make sure everything's going well <laughs> you're um, just peeking over just the peeking fence. in <laughs> Peeking in. Do you send sure. a text or like a reminder? Like, hey. Uh, I don't do that, but I have sent one. I'm like, your chart's looking amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then I can get them all set up and usually turn around from like email, like contact inquiry to getting them booked is with just a couple weeks usually. Nice. I'm, I have, have pretty good availability. It's because I principally work evenings mm-hmm. and weekends, mm-hmm. not only for myself, um, but because that is what they have most available where perhaps the yeah. husband and wife or partners can both be there. Um, but usually just within a couple of weeks, I can get them started. That's awesome. Outside of positive pregnancy and P.S. we gave birth, mm-hmm. do you stay in touch throughout the process of the pregnancy and get updates and things I, like that? I do. Just yeah. for fun I or sure clinically? I um mostly for fun. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would do. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, mostly so, for fun. But send me that ultrasound picture. <laughs> yeah. When they get a positive pregnancy test, I try to. Uh, well, I, I do. I, I tell them a little bit about what to expect with their first appointment sure. at the OBGYN and what that monitoring looks like and what all they're getting tested for. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then also I let them know that once baby's born, typically if you're breastfeeding, you're infertile for about 56 days. But you yeah. can be fertile mm-hmm. again shortly thereafter. Um, and if you don't breastfeed, it could 
be variable in any direction. So I touched base with them to let them know that mm. we will be getting together again after baby's born and make sure you're feeling okay. But then also mm. reminding you how to cycle chart so that when you are weaning or when your fertility is returning, mm-hmm. what you can expect mm-hmm. as far right. as yeah. ovulation returning. Then typically after ovulation returns, you can have a luteal phase that is short, but then it gets regular again. Mm-hmm. And so I t- walk them through that as well. That's great. That's when you have the conversation with the husband. You're like, this might be a different life for you. <laughs> like where she's like, hey, hey, she's going to be like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> like this might be a different. Right. Different yes. goals. Different goals. Different. <laughs> Go get the baby. But <laughs> if you can cycle chart to your and like really hone in on that fertile window. Yeah. You can use this information however you would like. There you <laughs> go. You, Absolutely. Here's the information. You decide how you want to use it. There you go. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you, you on today. And I think that, you know, all women that are struggling with PCOS, trying to understand that disease process, trying to understand their cycles, mm-hmm. how to manage that, looking towards fertility. I think that you would be well served mm-hmm. looking into Catherine mm-hmm. and yeah. just the personal touch that she offers, not only for your own fertility but just management long term so thank you for providing that service and being available to our customers and clients and um they know how to find you now and we'll look forward to hearing many more success many more cycle i think we should uh, also maybe plan some time to do a seminar I think oh yeah, that'd be fantastic. Kind of invite yeah. some of our clients to. Yeah. to I mean, yeah. yeah, like I said, don't tempt yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've That's already fantastic. signed you. Yeah. I, I like, we'll I just, talk about fertile windows. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. forever. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think one of the things that our practices share is astute patience. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't most, especially women in this area, most are not naive to this, and mm-hmm. so the more knowledge that we can give them is hope for them mm-hmm. um, and it gives them a plan and so yeah I think that's I just think they would love it I think they would eat that up so Agreed. I would also eat it up yeah agree we'll make it happen Same. Mandy um, how Sir. do people hear about us oh my gosh so there's a million different ways <laughs> <laughs> you can always catch us on social media at optimizedhealthchat.com no not dot com not on social That'd media be weird. optimized health chat so you can find us on social media in the gram the Facebook. That's right. I call everything that. Even Walmart is the Walmart, by the, the way. Walmart. And you can also see us on the TikTok. <laughs> but and our website our is. Our website is optimizedhealthnow.com. There you go. Only yeah. your website has .com, but just so you know, in case anybody was curious. <laughs> but you can always catch us on that, or you can catch us on any of the 12 most popular podcast stations and catch this show and past shows. So, yeah. Exciting. Till next time. Until next time, my friend. You've been listening to another episode of Optimized Health with Josh Porter and Mandy Livingston. For more information and past shows, go to our website, OptimizeHealthNow.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Mandy Livingston from Your Home Radio on 98.1 The Lake. Attention all ladies. Listen up. Are you feeling tired? loss of energy, weight gain, or low sex drive, then your hormone levels might be low. I've got the solution for you. Optimize You Chattanooga is a hormone optimization center that specializes in hormone replacement therapy. They changed my life and they can change yours. Find them online at optimizeyouchattanooga.com. 